0: If I make a mistake, and I know it's going to get edited out, what am I going to do? I'm going to start the sentence again, or I'm going to say, hey, let's cut it at that point, when in reality, in a conversation, I would just find a way to have conversational flexibility, and I would, I would switch it to something else. Hey, podcast people, welcome to Podcast Growth University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. Over the last five years and thousand episodes that I have been on, I have learned a lot about podcasting, what to do, what not to do, and the common mistakes that people, including myself, have made. This weekly podcast is focused on helping you grow, scale, and monetize your show. Every single episode will be focused on that. Let's do it. Podcast Growth Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Podcast Growth University, where we talk all things podcasting all the time. I hope you enjoyed the latest episode, episode number 23. Five things I wish I knew when I started. I always love doing those episodes, whether it's on this show or on our other show, Next Level University. It's those are always fun ones to do today for episode number 24. We are going to talk about the best thing I ever did to become a better speaker. So You might not know it because on this podcast, I would say I'm probably not as strong of a speaker on this podcast as I am on our other one because this is just a lot different and it's more of almost like a virtual coaching session as opposed to a speech. So it's a little bit different and I would argue that I'm better on the other show, honestly, because it's just it's just a different dynamic, but. I have been complimented on my speaking abilities before, which I appreciate very, very much. And I always just tell people it's the reps right between this show, between next level you and all the other shows I've been on. We're somewhere around 16 or 1700 episodes, which is great. Right. And that's really helped me build my confidence and understand when to pause and all that happy jazz. But the best thing I ever did to become a better speaker, why are we talking about this today i had a conversation with somebody recently and this person said i want to i think it was a podcast breakthrough session i did this person said i want to make sure my show is edited correctly and i don't want there to be any space in between i always have the ums the buts, the likes edited out i don't want there to be too long of pauses i if i go off on a tangent i remove that And I said to this person, I said, hey, that's a giant mistake in the long run from my perspective, and here's why. If you know you can edit things out, you're going to speak completely different. So when you have a conversation with somebody, you don't think in the back of your mind, well, it doesn't really matter if I say something stupid because I can just edit that out. When you don't have the opportunity to edit something, it makes you choose your words a little bit more carefully. It makes you choose your words a little bit more cautiously it forces you to think at a deeper level, hey, what am I actually gonna say next? So the best thing I ever did to become a better speaker is not to edit our episodes. Out of the 1,000 or 1,175 we have as of today, see, there we go, and then the 24 of this, so just say the 2,000 episodes, I think we may have edited five things And I know one of those is because we use the first and last name for, I don't know if it was a listener or a client or a friend or something. We said, honestly, we don't want that out there because we don't want to either potentially embarrass that person or even if it's something good we're saying, we don't want people to go search that person. That's not fair, they didn't sign up for that. And there's been other things where we've had guests on and they said, hey, legally I can't speak about what I spoke about, can we edit that out? But I can tell you, I can count on the on two, then the two hands I have, I can count the amount of episodes we have had edited in terms of like removing stuff. Obviously we add the intro, we add the outro, there's stuff that we do. But early on, Alan and I decided that we're not going to edit the show. And this was very, very, very early on because we said, if we want to be the best speakers we can be, that's going to help us. There are no safety nets on stage. When you're on stage, there are no edits the speech you're giving to your audience is the speech you're giving to your audience and if you make a mistake you make a mistake but at least if you go in with that understanding and that's your prep work that's what you've been practicing for however many years i would say that the odds of you making a mistake are far less and if you do make a mistake it's different because so think of it this way if and I will misspeak on this because I misspeak on every episode I do because that's just human nature. I don't want to sound perfect. I want this to be more of a conversation, more of a presentation, kind of a coaching session. And I make mistakes speaking when I'm coaching all the time. If I make a mistake and I know it's going to get edited out, what am I going to do? I'm going to start the sentence again or I'm going to say, hey, let's cut it at that point. When in reality, in a conversation, I would just find a way to have conversational flexibility and I would I would switch it to something else or I would pause and then reframe the question, or I would pause and reframe the statement. So if you have the subconscious understanding that, ah, oh, you know what, if I make a mistake, it's no big deal, this is gonna get edited out, that's going to carry over into everything that you do. And honestly, in the long run, it's going to hold you back 100%, 100%. I know somebody who, this person had a podcast, And this person did a lot of speaking on their social media and they had all their stuff edited. It was edited where there was a cut every couple seconds. And at one point, this person went on stage and they had to get all of their their questions and all of their answers and everything that they were going to say given to them ahead of time because they were not confident in their ability to effectively communicate on stage. Right. That's literally what they did. They said, Hey, I need all the questions so I can answer them and then remember my answers. I don't want to be surprised on stage. I don't want to have to go off the cuff on stage. I don't want to go off script on stage because that person had been used to having the safety and the safety net of editing. So that's really the goal in this episode is for you to stop over editing your episodes. Don't take out every um, because if you take out every um, there's no reason for you to stop saying it. If you take out every like when, you know, like, like, if you take that out, there's no reason for you to stop doing it. The necessity is not great enough. Now, there's a couple things you can do. You can make an um jar. Every time you say an um, put a dollar in a jar. You can do that. You can have a like jar. We did that for a while. We had an um jar, and that has helped us tremendously for sure. But becoming conscious of it is really the first step. And then understanding if you're saying um all that is it's two things but what it really is is number one you feel uncomfortable that you don't know what to say number two even though you feel uncomfortable the silence of you not knowing what to say is more uncomfortable than you not knowing what to say because in your mind you're thinking wow does this person think i don't know what to say so when you say, um, at least it moves the conversation along, it suggests that you're thinking, it suggests that you're pulling on some sort of line, the understanding of that and becoming conscious of that, that's the first step. But if you edit it out, every time you say it, there's no reason for you to fix it. So you can yeah make a, make an um jar, make a, a like jar, make a butt jar, make a essentially jar. We were saying essentially for a while, or basically we would say that for a while, figure out what words you're overusing or using as crutches and then set up some sort of necessity where you won't do it anymore. And the only way to really figure all this out is to listen to your episodes. So that's another thing that I did was listen to the episodes. I tried to listen to an episode every single day. Now, do I get to do that every day? No, some days I miss, but I try to listen to at least 10 or 15 minutes of an episode that we produced of Next Level You, honestly, every single day. What that allows me to do is it allows me to catch my patterns. Wow, that was a really good story. Mm, My pauses were garbage. I can tell that I wasn't very engaged in that line of questioning, whatever it may be
1: just wanted to take a quick second and give a shout out and a huge thank you to Next Level Podcasting Solutions, Kevin and his team. They have been incredible to work with, very flexible, on the spot with any questions that I have or any concerns that I have. When I first started out my podcast, I was doing everything on my own. I have no editing background. I have no podcasting background. I knew nothing about it. And so I was bootstrapping all of this myself while I was still trying to take on my role as a full-time mom. And once I met up with Kevin and we had these discussions and I got on board with adding an editing team, oh my goodness, it just lifted this weight off of me. It lifted my time that I was spending doing my editing. And in the beginning, Full Transparency, when I was editing just my individual recordings, it was a little more manageable, not super manageable. And then when I started doing my interviews for the podcast, it was hours upon hours of me doing the editing that didn't include any of the promotional material that I am now getting from Kevin and his team. It wouldn't have been sustainable. I would not have been able to keep up with that. So I recommend Kevin and his team. They have done wonderful work in helping me grow my podcast i have really enjoyed working with the editing team and it definitely feels like more of a team environment versus me hiring them to do a specific job i mean we all work collaboratively on the projects that I have. And I have these crazy ideas sometimes and they come up with a solution to fit my needs. I, I can't recommend them enough. I really enjoyed working with them. Kevin and the Next Level Podcasting Solutions, thank you so much for the work that you have done in the past and are continuing to do for me. I'm growing this community and growing this platform with a beautiful team that is working for me and with me to see my vision and And help that come to life so thank you again so much i really appreciate you guys
0: another thing that i think is super beneficial for everyone and i tell people this all the time sending audio messages is going to help you become a better speaker because you don't have the opportunity to edit so when you're writing say you're sending somebody an answer, All right. Somebody sends you an email and they say, Hey, what do you think of this? 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 When you're sending an email back, you have the opportunity to sit there and say, eh, how does that sound? Oh, okay. Let me change that. Let me change that word. Let me change that wording. Let me change the order of these sentences, whatever it may be. When you're doing an audio message, it's very much how fast can you connect the thoughts that you want to express to the words that you're going to express them with. and even in that moment, If you're watching this on YouTube, I closed my eyes when I did that because I knew that was going to be a tough sentence to say. But that's based on thousands and thousands and thousands of audio messages that I've sent. So that's a really good way for you to level up your speaking and level up your podcasting is when somebody follows you on social media or somebody comments on something or they send you a DM, you can't really send an audio message to a comment. But if somebody sends you a direct message, send them an audio back. If you have an iPhone, I can't speak to an Android because I don't have one. But if you have an iPhone, you can send audio messages to people, right? One of my friends and I, we have a running thing where we're not allowed to send any more than 60 seconds. Because when we send over a minute, the other person doesn't listen to it. It just takes too long to get back. But if we send it in 60 seconds, it's less to consume. So the likelihood of consumption is a little bit higher, but that's been another really good thing for me, at least has been to send a lot of audio messages. And then the third thing I would say is send a lot of video messages. If you're somebody who is afraid of being on camera, if you're somebody who is new to being on camera, if you're somebody who wants to really, really lean into speaking eventually, one of the best things you can do is send video messages because it's less impersonal there's far less to hide behind, right? It's it's just you looking at the camera and saying, all right, cool, this is what we're gonna do. And it makes making mistakes even harder because you can see yourself making the mistake and the other person can see you making the mistake. But I would say the number one thing is not editing episodes. Those other two are pretty important. Sending audio messages, sending video messages. And then the fourth one is making sure you're reviewing your own show. I know in the beginning it sucks hearing your own voice. I know I know it's brutal and I know it's embarrassing and I know it makes you anxious, I understand very much, but how are you going to know how good the product is unless you test it? If you owned a pizza shop, you would try the pizza. If you owned a bottled water company, you would try the water, whatever it is. If you made the movie, you would probably watch the movie after. Well, this is the same thing and it's a great opportunity for growth. So recapping. The best thing I ever did to become a better speaker, number one, not editing episodes. And I'll just frame that as not relying on editing to make the episodes more smooth. Number two, sending audio messages to clients, to friends, followers, whatever it is. Sending video messages, same thing, mostly to followers and I guess potential clients or community members on social media, I would say. And then reviewing the podcast. I would say those are the the big 4 or 5, however many that is. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, I celebrate Christmas. I love Christmas. I got red and green lights in the studio, so I am pretty 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 excited. Last thing I'll say on this is you have to remove the safety net. Whatever that means to you. I don't know how to explain it yet because I haven't I just haven't figured out But I had a client say that to me recently. They said, can you listen to the latest episode I did and give me some feedback? And I said, I can tell that you're guarded. I can tell that you haven't removed the safety net yet. I said, I don't know what that means to you, but I almost want you to let yourself mess up because when you let yourself mess up, you learn how not to mess up in that way again. We're avoiding quote unquote failure when in reality, when we fail, we figure out how how not to fail in that way again. So I am not against you making mistakes. I just want you to make sure you make the mistake and then you don't make the same mistake again. And I think that's kind of letting down your guard. That's removing the safety net. So that's the last thing I will add on this episode. Podcast growth. Nation, if you are a podcaster and you need help with your podcast, but you do not have any money right now, or you're doing your own stuff, but you want a second eye on your podcast, please reach out for free. 30 minute podcast breakthrough session. Again, I'm not going to sell you on anything. We will not discuss our services. We will not discuss any of that unless you ask. I will come and I will say, and this is how I start all my coaching calls. What do you believe is the most valuable use of our time today? And if you could leave here with one new awareness, what would it be? And you will tell me, and I will do my best to make sure you leave with that. That is exactly how the call will go. It will be 30 minutes. If I don't have a call after immediately, usually I'll let it run a little bit over depending on where we are. But I will have the link in my show notes. I'm going to try to do it for as long as possible. I will not be able to do it forever, but I will do it until I am stretched beyond my current stretch. And I'd love to chat with you. Even if, it's, even if you're somebody who wants to start a podcast and you haven't yet, I'm happy to add value there. And I always want to meet the community. I talk a ton about the importance and the value of knowing your community. The more I know about what you're struggling with, the more I can help. It's been a long time since I was at the very beginning of a podcast journey. Obviously I am here with podcast growth you, but it's different because we have another podcast that is doing really well. So it's not the same. It's not the same level of pressure. So anything I can learn from you is super, super valuable. Next week for episode number 25, we are going to talk about how you have to treat your podcast like a business. We'll talk about the logical side of things. We'll talk about some data stuff, But at the end of the day, that is one of the big reasons why people don't win is because they're treating it more like a hobby than a business. And hobbies don't usually become businesses until you decide intentionally that it will become a business. As always, I appreciate you all. I hope your podcasts are crushing it. Please keep up with your consistency through the holiday season. If you do celebrate the holidays that I am speaking on, but your audience might be doing things and they might be traveling, but they still want you to be there. So make sure you keep up the consistency, even though during the holiday season, if you celebrate them, it is more challenging. As always, I appreciate y'all all the love. Thank you for tuning in and keep on podcasting. Talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Podcast Growth University. If you found value in this episode, please take a couple of seconds and leave a review in the link below. And you can always reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is at NeverQuickKid. I am happy to answer any and all questions you have. We'll talk to you on the next episode.